Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex, Justin, and Pete. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I am Pete. And that's our Bad of the Booth, Booth Bad Prime. Booth Bad Prime. And guys, very exciting news for you, Pete. The kindest, gentlest member of Comic Book Club is back from a long trip in Ireland. That's right. And I'll tell you what, Pete, you don't need to say anything about your trip because I have asked him about it several times already (laughs) since he was back. We chatted yesterday. We texted him the day before. I've Mm. seen him in person all this evening. All the time. You guys are roommates. Every time, every time, he regales me with this tale of Ireland where he's like, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he said so but far. But you're a like, great travel explorer. You're yeah. like a sort of an Anthony Bourdain for the comic geek set oh, here. Wow. Like, give us the story. Yeah. Right. Oh, the, the great Irish adventure. Right. Maybe, maybe a little more than just like, it's good. And when I ask you, you're like, yeah, it was, it was good. Where does the LePage clan live? In <laughs> <laughs> we don't. It's an we odd don't. Irish Sorry, I, I don't mean yeah. to interrupt. It's called Clan LePage. Clan LePage. Clan LePage from the deep, deep east France, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I had a real Guinness, which was great. <laughs> uh, Say no more. Let us yeah. digest that super interesting. <laughs> Did detail. you also use Irish Spring soap? <laughs> the real Irish Spring? No, I wish I would have though. I oh, wish man, I would have missed yeah. out. Yeah. It's real fresh there. Yeah, yeah. It's very fresh. <laughs> they just call it's it real, spring. It's just called spring. It's not called gotcha. Irish spring. Yeah. Uh, so uh, tell us, give us the detail that no one else has experienced in Ireland. That yeah. You saw with your Irish eyes. Well, what's well, wearing green here? He is. Yeah, he's wearing a green shirt. Oh my god! Did you get that in Ireland? <laughs> yes, an Irish shirt with a famous Ralph Lauren logo on it. Oh, Ralph Lauren! <laughs> Ralph Lauren! Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I feel like I, it doesn't matter what I can say. You're just going to rip me no, apart. No, no, no. no. Uh, you got no. the luck of the Irish. You'll never go wrong here. What's funny is this as such an outlet of yelling for me. I couldn't go a whole week without losing my shit on somebody, but Ooh. so my brother got the Justin treatment. Oh, have him call me. <laughs> <laughs> have him call me. I'll talk like about your tone change. On Tuesday like, night, have, have on Tuesday go. night, did you sit him down on a couch somewhere <laughs> and be like, fuck you! Yeah. Yeah. Screaming it for I 60 wish. minutes? We're in the middle of a restaurant. And, oh, uh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. Okay, well... Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a fuck trip! Yeah, woohoo! Hey, and thank you for giving so many additional details about yeah, that. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, uh, I'm very excited I'm about I'm a details the... guy. I'm no, definitely. Details. That's yeah, one that's thing great. none of us can argue Thanks, with you were there show. for a week, and so far I know you tried Guinness, and you yelled at your brother. <laughs> yep. That could be Which, literally honestly, any t- bar in New York. I mean, but also sounds like most Irish vacations. Yeah, that's, <laughs> wow, okay. A strong take over here. <laughs> Whatever, uh, man. Guests are ready in the back. I'm very excited to have them on. They are the creators of the new comic, <laughs> The Wailing Blade. Ladies and gentlemen, Rich Dweck and Joe Balvin. Yeah. Yeah. 
Come on Welcome, out. gentlemen. Welcome. Come on out. Have a Come seat. Have down. a microphone. Down. Welcome, Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you Hello. for being here. Please, right Hello. this way. You both look great. Thank you, guys. Either chair is fine. It's Easy. all good. You can good. sit where you hey want. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Thank, thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming out. Excited to have you. You're excited to talk about Wailing Blade. Uh, so the first issue is coming out tomorrow. Second issue is coming out. This is a huge shocker. A month from now. Whoa. I know. It's very surprising. Yeah, Save it, it for the surprising. end of the show. As a creator own, though, that is surprising. It's going to be monthly. Yeah. I no, I only bring it up I mean, because uh, you guys gave us a chance to check out the first two issues. They're pretty intense and bloody and violent across <laughs> Hell the board. Hell yeah, the they best are. best way. Yeah. Pete... I'm sure you were a big fan of all the blood and violence mm-hmm, inherent mm-hmm. in that. Giant sword. I love it. Great. That's it. We'll leave Pete alone for That's going to be on the trade paperback. Pete yes. LePage. I giant mean, sword. Listen, that's the best quote you're going to get out of him. Uh, so <laughs> I, I think based on what I said in the title, people can probably intuit a little bit of what the book's about. But how did it start? What was the pitch? Where did it come from? Well, I think like... Um, Either one. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. Um... Willing Blade kind of came from, uh, I'm a big fan of like kind of the classic um, like sci-fi pulp like stuff like uh, Jack Vance, Gene Wolfe, um, mm. mm-hmm. uh, Michael Warcock, stuff like that. Um, so I had uh, heard that Jack Vance passed away, I think it was like about 2012, and I was like, it sort of inspired me to like, pick like, up his books There's again. an opening. So, no, 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 no. I, so like I'm like, <laughs> I'm reading... <laughs> I'm reading his Dying Earth books, and I'm like, I'm like, this is a really fucking cool setting. It's like, you know, like super far in the future, like technology. There's that whole thing with like technology and magic, like kind of blurring the lines. And I was like, I would really love to set a book in that kind of era as like kind of like a tribute to him. So that's kind of where I got the seed of the idea and uh, started writing that. And then I showed it to Joe, and um, luckily he liked it, agreed to draw it. <laughs> nice. And then here we are. I mean, like, you know, like when I pitched it to you, I, I know you're, you're not like a sci-fi guy or anything, so like what, what, like what kind of grabbed you about it? Yeah, what was the elevator pitch that he gave you? Uh, he gave me four beers, and that, <laughs> was, that was the... Best pitch. Yeah. The, the classic pitch. Irish pitch, I yes. believe is what it is. Because when you think Irish, you think LePage. Yeah, that's yep. what I'm talking about. And I will say this, I have no uh, care for fantasy or sci-fi Ooh. or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, and then just listening to Rich and how impassioned he was about it... Uh, Kind of like got me into it, and then he had had another artist attached who kind of bailed on him. And I looked at his designs, and I looked at everything he had done, and I was like, "Nope." I was like, "I'm gonna." I can top it. Yeah, I was like, "No, not top it. Just like I want to do something completely different, right?" Like, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Why don't I like sci-fi? Maybe I need to actually check out good sci-fi, which I did based upon his recommendations." And then uh, we have the book we have now. Yeah, I mean, not to like blow up Joe's spot, but like he didn't even see Star Wars until like two Holy years ago. Holy shit! I didn't. Because here's why I didn't want to have. Ba- okay, here's why I didn't. I didn't want to have bad. Har- yourself. I didn't want to have bad Harrison Ford in my life. Like my my parents had me uh, accidentally or older. Where are you, you going say. with this? Yeah. So, so you're did, a big Witness fan? Uh, I will say this: I saw more Clear Sam Peckinpah Dean? than I did Star Wars in my house growing up. Interesting. Um, so What's your take on Firewall? I would say this. I've seen it thrice. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yo, that was playing during just, my fifth I birthday. I just watched that. I'm not lying. I just watched it with my wife like two weeks ago. Like, and we forgot that we saw it like years, years <laughs> That's ago. That's a good thing. Oh, that's right. a good thing. Say, and we forgot we saw it an hour later. <laughs> and that's one of those movies that was made at a time where it was like, com- we understand computers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who, who's the best hacker? Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's 50 in that movie. And <laughs> But the difference is, I, when I grew up, I, I remember, like, as I grew up through pop culture, everything was ruined for me. I knew all the things of Star Wars anyway. It just didn't have any relevance to me. I, I get into fights weekly with my wife, how I've never seen Back to the Future. Yeah, 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 I know. What? I oh but guess God. what? A guy no, goes no, back no. to the future. There's no anger here. It's like, yeah. It's sadness. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like Titanic. I've never seen Titanic. But I've seen enough people talking about Titanic that I feel like yeah. I've seen Titanic. Also, yeah, also history. The Titanic. I've, I've, seen, also I've history. seen the clips. I've seen reaction gifs. I've seen enough that I kind of feel like 
it, like I'd be watching it and I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember this. Part. I've also never seen Titanic, and the ship goes and I'm down. Fine. You're, okay, I've you're never, a spoiler alert. alert. I, I, listen to me, I've never, I've seen Caddyshack 744 times. <laughs> Hell yeah, I have never ever seen Titanic, and I will, I will have the. That's why you haven't had time to watch Star Wars or Back yeah, to the you're Future. Totally your redeemed time. yourself, yeah. bro. And to be fair, you are dressed like a golfer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like to consider myself. Maybe in some sort of cosplay. I yeah. don't know. Like, <laughs> Caddyshack cosplay. I, I, I fre- maybe, threatened, maybe I'm Ted Knight. I've definitely <laughs> thre- I threatened yeah, Joe that I'm going to have to like just sort of strap him down Clockwork Orange style and just give him an education in yeah. 1980s sci-fi and, and fantasy Please do. Movies, so. uh, we can actually do it right now. We have yeah. the screen queued <laughs> up. We have the technology. You better have a lot of duct tape and a lot of beer. Yeah. Yes, I'm no in. Problem. I can do that. Uh, so just to get back to the book for just like one second. <laughs> wow, one what are you there, agent? <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, so it is a sci-fi world, but it is in the framing of a fantasy world. There's a big masked skull-faced character Hell called yeah. the Head... Uh, Taker. Head Taker, thank you. Uh, what does he do exactly? It was a little unclear to me. <laughs> uh, he takes heads. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. right takes right. him right off. Don't overthink just itself. Push. All right. Now, I will say, Pete is a huge fan of a book called Head Lopper. Uh, and one of our big criticisms of Head Lopper is he doesn't lop a lot of heads in that book. Yeah. Oh, he goes on tears, but then sometimes you, don't, you go a whole issue without any head lopper. Head yeah, talker. I'll tell you what. Funny, head taker. funny story. Yes. I was going to call the book Head Taker. Then Head Lopper came out. <laughs> I, was oh, like, no. I was like, Joe, we got to think of a new title. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Head Taker takes a lot more heads than Head Lopper lops, which is very impressive. Now uh, put that on a book jacket. <laughs> 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 we're all book jacket quotes. I was just going to say, we're going to have to make a lot of book jackets. We yeah. are. Uh, and it does get super violent. A bunch of people want to kill the Head Taker and take mm-hmm. him out. Uh, but it's very hard to take the head from the Head Taker. And that's where <laughs> we uh, follow in the first issue. I loved how intense it was. Did you feel like, was there any point where you were like, more violence or less violence, either through the art or the script? Uh, well, Rich and I work really well together. I think like that's like a nice creator chemistry we have. So if I said to him, okay, look, on page 28, this guy has to get split straight down the middle so his intestines pop out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was kind of good with it. He's like, just make it look cool. And, like, as long as... I think that was kind of the hubris for the entire story. Like, we had the bones of it and the meat that, that Rich put on it, and then I came to the idea of, okay, well, here's what... I, I know what this scene would be, but let's make it a little bit even crazier. And, like, let's add this extra visual, and he was always okay with it. Yeah, so. cool use of the, like, kind of sound effect that was also slicing through that body there. That was pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's the wailing it's blade, wailing blade. so it's, it's got a whale. You know, yeah. like, that, was, that, that was one thing... Whale. It's got a whale, bro. That was... One thing that, like, we were, like, when we were talking to Tyler, our letterer, like, um, we were just like, okay, it's the whaling blade. It's got a whale. We want it to kind of be... He's like, you mean, like, like, whales, like, in the ocean? Iconic. Yeah. You know, for whaling, Mm because it's big, and whales are big. You need a big sword. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird book, you guys. But we were just like, you know, not to be, like, pretentious, but I was like, if, if you see, like, a blank panel with, like, the word snicked on it, Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what that is. You know, you see Banff on it. You know what that is. Well, so we were like, you know, we what we want eventually is like for people who are into this book to just sort of see that like iconic, you know, you know E and then it's like, you know, and we start adding a few more letters and the blades I E or whatever. So it's like we, we would love to have it be where you could just sort of see that in the panel and you know what's coming. The blade. So yeah, the blade. Uh, did you ha- have to pick out the letters that you wanted? Like a- yeah, I type out every single one in the script, and and uh, Taylor will uh, adjust it for length. But a lot know, of vowels. Yeah, a lot of vowels. I'll say this. Yeah, we're going through lettering proofs on three and four right now. What I'd like is to incorporate his idea of the whale sound into it. So we have a long E, and then all of a sudden there's a cliffhanger. It changes to an O or an O-U sound. And you're like, the whales are cupping. (laughs) I've been waiting four issues for this. (laughs) It's really just an interpretation of Moby Dick. Like it's an Oh, now we're talking. That's my class. Now that you say that, it's so obvious. How did I miss that before? Uh, When you're constructing a new fantasy or sci-fi world, particularly given that, you, as you said earlier, earlier on, you revamped the whole thing from the original designs. What's the most difficult part of that? What is the trickiest thing to tackle? Uh, making something visually quick that you can 
assimilate with the book, like you, th- that you can associate with the book. So like, I don't want to have anything assimilated. Like, I think I used Excalibur as a big um, design reference. That can you tell me what Excalibur looks like? It's a sword. There's no real hilt to it. There's no real right. Like mm-hmm. we've seen countless movies, countless books, countless everything. But there's nothing that's like. Oh, I know Excalibur. Like I see it, and there's no. You'll say, "Oh, that's a sword. Maybe it's Excalibur." But with Wailing Blade, I made the the handle, and the the the, the blade does other stuff as the story goes on. So you'll see that it's not just a blade. But spoiler, but mm, um, it's also more. a friend. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like a post-apocalyptic uh, series. And when <laughs> you when you deal with that blade, I think you you look at it for the violence and the sword, like. The sword has more stage time and more panel time than any character in the book, which to me is awesome. Yeah, because that it is doesn't, awesome. Like, it means that the violence that the sword brings about is paramount and right in front of the entire story, which is why I loved Rich then deciding to name the book Wailing Blade, because how many books do you see? You don't see a book named, uh, I don't know how you say Thor's Hammer, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Okay, you don't see yeah. that. You don't see uh, Wolverine doing Captain a book called America's Claws. Shield. You don't. Right. You yeah. don't see any of that. Shield. You see a lot of books called Shield, though, and TV shows. Well, they're well, agents well, of. Well, yeah. Agents yeah. of. Right. And the. Yeah, true. <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> really snuck that Thanks. in there. So I, mean, I want to see a book just... called Wolverine's Third Claw. <laughs> like from that perspective? Yeah. Like, yeah. How come the claws don't have personality? Yeah. No. Like the last claw is like sort of the dickhead. Uh, <laughs> the first claw is like the serious claw. Like, hold on, guys. Like, let, well, the first one's the leader. The first one's the leader. Like, there, right. there, there, are three of, there are three of us. Like, what if <laughs> three claws? Who's like, the third claw? Pete's the middle claw. That's not even a question. Pete's the, Pete's middle, the middle claw. claw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because fuck you. Yeah, yeah. right. But I mean, I mean, like, like I'm, I'm like the writer, so I didn't really have much to do with like the kind of rendering or everything. But I just want to say, like, I, like, I think Joe really took took the idea of the fact that this is kind of like um, a future kind of like world, and and really ran with it, like, you know, really thinking about kind of like how things would be in this world where like. Um, you know, mankind went to the stars, probably brought a lot of alien species back and things like that, and then, like, the whole stellar empire collapsed. So, like, how, how would the world be different? Like, like I, I was talking one time, I was like, I told Joe, I was like, you know, if you had just, like, if I, I set a scene, like, in a forest, right, and if all the trees just looked like the trees we had today, I probably wouldn't have said anything. I'd have been like, okay, great, it's forest, you know? But Joe really took the time to, like, think of, like, you know, how can we make the trees look unique? How can we make the grass look a little bit different? You know, how can we make kind of like everything down to like the, the insects look, you know, just sort of like just a little bit different, you know, from like what we're familiar with. And I, I think like that really kind of like carries through and, and gives the book like a really unique look. Like yeah. it, it, you know, like um, it's like almost like everything from like the kind of city level all the way down to like the you know, insect level has been, like, designed. And readers appreciate that. When they notice, like, attention to detail and not just kind of blank backdrops, that goes a long way for keeping people on board and showing that, like, this is something that was thought about and, uh, you know, not just kind of, like, rushed, but, like, took time and care. And that comes across when you're reading stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's on stands now. Rich, you have another project that just launched as well, right? Yeah, uh, Road of Bones launched uh, last week. Um, yeah. 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 yeah, thank you. Right. Road of Bones. Woo! Road of Bones. Can we talk about his other book that was set in a uh, Russian tundra <laughs> yeah, with a Joe's full <laughs> snow background and no weapons, no crowd scenes, everything's <laughs> against the black background of snow. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, Joe's a angry artist. <laughs> right. I like I like the undertone of rage that was going on over there. <laughs> There's no undertone, Mr. Little Bitch. It's just a real just, connection happening here. <laughs> he just gives me shit about it every time I show him pages from Alex, uh, who's the artist on Road of Bones. He's like, he's like, ah, oh, more snow. That's not hard to draw. <laughs> not hard to color. <laughs> so, uh, well, the, what's the pitch for Road of Bones? If people are interested in picking it up. Uh, so Road of Bones is a very different book than Welling Blade. It's it's set in uh, 1950 in uh, the Russian Gulag, 
And it's about a uh, guy who's a political prisoner. Um, his life is pretty miserable because it's the Russian gulag. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Pretty miserable. If you had said, like, he's pretty great. <laughs> so uh, so he gets... He until gets, until <laughs> things get turned upside <laughs> down. With a May-December romance yeah. with a fellow like, gulag prisoner. It's a Russian rom-com. Yeah, it it's, it's like friends in a gulag. It's like yeah. you're in the gulag. Like the, you're, you're not having, like, sunshine and lollipops being the theme song for that. Right. But anyway, so he gets the chance to escape with uh, these two other inmates, and he takes it. Uh, and things go really and bad. And that's when things... Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Because... <laughs> oh, not... No, okay, actually, no romance. actually <laughs> that's when things... Because you're escaping the gulag, but you're still in Siberia, Ooh. which is not an easy place to live in. Yeah. Uh, and then just to make it a little... Uh, give it a little kind of twist, because I just... I don't know if I could ever tell a story just fully set in reality. There's, uh, there's this supernatural creature that um, Roman has been sort of... Uh, like in his head, he kind of thinks that it, it's like this like guardian spirit where he's mm-hmm. like leaving food out for it and it's watching out for him because those are sort of the tales he's been told from his grandmother when he was a kid. Uh, and then it turns out that once he gets out of the prison, um, even that creature kind of takes a little bit more sinister turn and, you know, without spoiling anything, um, yeah things get pretty hairy out in the tundra. (laughs) And that's on stands now. Yeah, that's on stands now. That came out um, last week. Um, oh, great. Yeah, and it's doing really well. So, pretty, pretty I will good. say it's a really great book. Rich is a really great writer. The backgrounds are obviously garbage, but the rest <laughs> wow. of it's really, really good. Wow. Really Man. good. Garbage. <laughs> My Ouch. next book I'm going to do with Rich is going to be set against the fucking eyeglass test, I, an eye I, test like Rich. I, prom- I promise yeah. him Moiling Blade 2 based. can be, take place mostly in a desert. So he just has to draw that horizon Just draw the line. Yeah. Uh, Cool. So check both of those out, and we're going to move on with our next section, which we like to call the stack. Yeah. Yeah, we do. All right. Yeah. And in the stack, we're going to talk about a couple of books that came out this week. Let's kick it off with the Avengers number 19 from Marvel Comics. Now, the Avengers have gotten stuck in the middle of the War of the Realms, the big event that has encompassed all of the Marvel Universe. Asgardians are invading. uh, And this issue focuses on a couple of the side characters. Yeah. It feels like the main Avengers title's been uh, dealing with some other less right. uh, popular Avengers. Right. How'd you feel about this issue, you guys? Well, I thought it was cool. Uh, you know, we don't get much with the uh, gorilla... What gorilla dude? I don't man. know what his name. Yeah, I think that's man. it. I think yeah, you're gorilla, clearly a fan. Yeah, gorilla man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think this was kind of a fun kind of like, hey, this is what's going on. Why all this other stuff is happening? Sometimes that kind of thing really pisses me off, but I think I worked well here, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's a little weird that the uh, main the Avengers uh, popular movie. Still in, I haven't seen it. Uh, still in theaters. Um, yeah. a, I don't know. I've been too busy watching of. Caddyshack. Yeah. I, yeah. I did see the Avengers movie. I'd like you saw the Avengers? Yeah, Great. I did. Got oh, you out of the house. Yeah. Great. Not the first one, because who sees the yeah, first one? Yeah, you just one saw the most recent yeah. one. Yeah. Right. That, that makes, makes the most Do the same thing with the Back to the Future movies. I feel really good about that choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely watch Back to the Future 3 first, and then slowly work your way back to the first one. <laughs> uh, take a break for the animated series. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You go back in time. So this... This book is the Avengers flagship title, uh, and it's you're dealing with like there's a lot of talk a about Dracula still. Yeah. Uh, Gorilla Man is definitely the main character of this issue, uh, so it feels a little odd to me. And maybe it's just like the uh, the event, uh, War of the Realms, is taking up so much space that this is sort of a side issue, side series right now. But that to me is is odd. It's uh, I've said this repeatedly with this series. I really like what Jason Aaron is writing on an He's a great writer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I like what he's writing on an individual issue basis with Avengers. I just don't get what the point is. Like right. to your point about this, this should be the thing that's leading stuff. Instead, it seems to be filling in the details everywhere else. That said, I love the stuff that they've been setting up in this issues. The I, last I do too. Issue, and I, I like the characters. Yeah, yeah. The last issue revealed that there's a new Squadron Supreme that's led by an evil Agent Coulson who has made a deal with Mephisto. Oh, so that's going to clearly come fuck? back later down the line. Here that, we find I, I love Gorilla that Man is being controlled by Dracula. Like, that's... 
That's fucking insane. Spoiler, dude. What the fuck? Crazy shit that's going on. And they're setting up big things, but I want them to get to it. Like, we're 19 issues into this book. And other than the Avengers versus Vampires arc, which was super fun, there hasn't been a cohesive, clear, complete story that's happened to this title yet. Honestly, to me, it feels like they're waiting for War of the Realms to end to get to that Squadron Supreme fight, which I'm very interested in. The the way that last issue in the middle of the launch of War of the Realms was, like, super dark and, like... (laughs) Very off was great, but I mean, this definitely feels like a middle issue. I kind of get it though, like why, like what you were saying, like like why is Gorilla Man in the Avengers book? Because I know if, if I went to Marvel and was like, "Hey, I want to do a Gorilla Man comic," they'd be like, "No." And I'm sure Jason Aaron, great a writer as great a writer as he is, and popular and all, if he said, "I want to do a Gorilla Man comic," they were like. No, sorry, buddy. No, yeah. I'm not going to yes. Uh, well, so if he says, like, you know, okay, well, I'm going to have an Avengers issue focused on Gorilla Man, then, you know, that's kind I, of the I way just, to do it. I, I get what you're saying, and I understand intellectually what you're saying, but having read 19 issues of this, where most of the time the Avengers, two of the Avengers stop by and they're like, what's going on, Gorilla Man? Dracula again? See you later. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I just don't know what this book is. It simply feels more like a West Coast Avengers or like yes. uh, and another sort of two steps away title. Uh, but like you're saying, this the storytelling is good. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's confusing because on a title basis, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But on a story basis, it's fun to read. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And visually, sure. it's gorgeous. Yeah, oh, and Ed again, this is just yeah. unbelievable. I mean, and yeah. Every, yeah. every single thing you put him in, he just absolutely makes every panel explode. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you went to see, to put it in your for terms for you, yes, sir. Yes, go ahead. It's like if you went to see Caddyshack yes. and said you saw Ladybugs. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I get like, that. Be inferior. You're speaking to my soul. That's right. I get what you're saying. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to speak now. No one else will understand what I'm talking about. Maybe, but yes. I just want to make sure I'm speaking your language for this one. I respect brief Rodney. Moment. I'm not trying to poop on Rodney. What I'm saying is, it's not even close. No, it's we can shit on Rodney Dangerfield for a while. Right. Right. Now hey, we're gonna hey, get into a fight, your, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Justin. Okay. We're gonna get into a fight. <laughs> Rodney <laughs> Dangerfield's a saint. Great, great, a yeah. cocaine sniffing saint. Uh, uh, moving on, this is an image comic book. We don't have a print copy here, but Middle West number seven. This is a title from Scotty Young. He's writing uh, mm-hmm. this book. We've really loved the issues that we read. It's a tale of a boy in a mystical land. There's a little bit of technology there, uh, but he's trying to run away from his abusive father who has powers. In the first issue, he turned into a tornado. Yeah. What's really special about this book is how it channels very clearly emotions into magic. And that plays out in this issue where the son loses control of his own powers and starts to worry that he is turning into his father. Yeah. Like, the fact that you have these incredible action sequences mixed with that makes this book very, very special, I think. I mean, we've all had that moment where it's like, you know, we come out of a hurricane and we just sit there and we're like, man, I'm turning into my dad. This is awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's see, see, that's what I'm saying. Stuff happened in Ireland that he hasn't told us. Yeah, <laughs> see, this is a different Pete here. This is a Pete who's seen the world. <laughs> and why won't you open up and tell us about this hurricane, Dad? <laughs> I can't wait. Wait, he still did it. Though. No, I know he's good like that. Yeah. He's a real closed door. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, this feels like a modern fairy tale. I feel like uh, Scotty Young, who's uh, what's the series that he did for a long time? I hate fairy tales. Uh, yes, that's it. Hi, Fairyland. I feel like he's very much into that world, and this feels like a great uh, take on that. Pete? Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, I think it's it's great. And I also really love the um, monologue the Fox gives to be like, you'll fuck all you people and your bullshit. I'm going after this kid. That was yeah. just a thing that happened to you. I'm sorry. Yeah. That wasn't in the comic. Oh, we should say Pete's crying, like weeping. Right <laughs> we've, all, we've all been there with Talking yeah. Foxes. Fox, talking Fox, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You went to the zoo, so is what you're saying. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Last one we're going to talk about. Batman Detective Comics number 1004 from DC Comics. This is going back in time, showing us the origin of a new character, a new villain called the Arkham Knight, who turns out to be the daughter of Jeremiah Arkham, the guy who runs the asylum. Everyone's favorite fan favorite character. I love that character. He's great. They're building a whole prequel series spinning off of Gotham about him. Oh, great. I hope Very it's excited. Uh, how he went to medical school, yep. like with his grades. Yeah. How he uh, ran a terrible.
verbal asylum. Yeah, <laughs> not a great uh, business manager. Yeah, how to not succeed in asylum business. I think there's really a lot trying. of money in running an asylum. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, an, it's like you inherit it from your family, right? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Like, you, right now, I was get, like... Do you get the money from the patients when they go into the asylum? I don't think so. They're crazy. Yeah, so they don't need the money. They don't have the money. You could tell them, like, oh, here's a bunch of pieces of paper. That's money. What no, the you don't, fuck you don't is happening you don't right have now? To pay, you don't have to pay the patients. Hold on, I'm into this. Wait, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Alex is saying you have to pay the patients in fake money. No, and that's you what definitely I'm saying. don't I'm have saying to pay the, the patients. When the patients are like, hey, can I have my money back? You'd be like, yeah, here's a bag of paper. And they'll be like, thanks. I like the economic <laughs> responsibility you put on these patients that are probably smearing poo on their face yeah. while they're in this endeavor. Yeah, to be fair, yes, you're correct. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, we find out that this is the daughter. We go oh, through her history. Oh, did you actually want to talk about it? or did Sure. You, oh. We're getting to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to say, this really fucks up the timeline of Batman quite a bit. Uh, right, because... Uh, because all of his villains are present. He's active. He's fighting them. In Arkham Asylum, uh, and then this daughter grows up to be a full-grown adult who's come back and tried to kill him. So probably, like, at least, what, 20 years have passed? Something I, I like mean, that? you could say Damien's 10. Sure. So, like, I That's think true. these characters could be, she could be uh, still, like, a teenager or some sure. sort. I guess so. Uh, so I don't think that's uh, great. What I think is crazy is oh, that, that, that's good. Uh, I think it's crazy that. Do you have my money, by the way? <laughs> I do. Is it's right here. It's a stack oh, okay. right here. Okay, here we go. That's all. That's 22 pages of money. Oh, uh, delicious. Mm, yeah, no, you don't, also don't eat money. Great. I don't know. I'm crazy. Uh, Maybe so, you don't. Yeah. But, yeah. That's great. That's a good point. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you could drink coins, though. I <laughs> love that. Uh, what I think is crazy in this is they let this woman hang out with all of the patients for a good portion. Yeah. Of uh, yeah. I don't know. I liked it. I mean, it made sense to me. That part made sense to me in terms of Arkham being like, oh, here's a fucked up thing to do with my daughter. I do think it's they're like, and oddly, there's a narrator through a lot, uh, Jeremiah Arkham's narrating a lot of this, and he says, like, it was crazy how all of Batman's villains uh, took care of my wife and helped birth my daughter. I was like, that? You're right, dude. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, the Joker smacks yeah, the baby super, and it's like, yeah. here you go. Yeah, in the middle Swat of a riot, like, all of the main villains gather around to be like, hey, let's birth this baby. There's literally there's literally Let's a line not in here. Run for there's, freedom or any of the plants that we have. There's a line in here about how Clayface created a privacy wall. Yeah, the, the privacy wall so that nobody else could see. The Let birth. me find the actual. Did line. that happen when you were having your kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, because I had a clay they, wall there. They offered it to us, but we declined. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's worth the extra money to have the Is privacy it? mud wall. You got to have a mud I mean, wall. It, it's it, very it, trendy. It, it's like that. Remember when like they made that nine eleven comic and like Doctor Doom cried because yeah. it's like you know it's like they're villains, well, we yeah, monsters, they're feelings, you know, yeah. Sure you they're all humans. They're people. Did but you I just sit here correlate a 9-11 thing to yeah, did someone, Batman? Did someone Detective dare you to say that on the radio? I'm just saying. I've had a few beers. Good for you. Just no, yeah. good trying for you. to slip 9-11 in. Good yeah, for you. Like, no, it was seamless. Show, no I one's mean, thinking about it. Never, never forget, guys. Ah, uh, cool. We say that every show. Let me read the quote. Uh, but I stood transfixed as they did, peering over Clayface's privacy curtain of mud as my daughter, Astrid, was swaddled in prison stripes. I love that though. That's a crazy fucked up fairy tale. And I'll drink to that. Wait a second. Why? <laughs> What's funny is it's a privacy wall, but he could peer over it. It's not that private, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, you got to think Clayface is like if someone's like, "Hey, dude." become a privacy wall? He's like, yeah. uh, I don't quite know what that is. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> you also, mean like, I, th- I like how the he was just like, oh, it's the dad. I'm going to lower it a little bit so he can privacy. see. Yeah. That's why you get a clay face to do the, your privacy. The other thing that happens in this book that is, I, I want to say, mildly contrived is uh, Arkham's wife gets killed by a batarang, but it's not Batman throwing a batarang. It's a random prisoner who's like, oh, batarangs hang around. I'm going to throw them through Clayface's privacy wall. And one smashes through and kills the wife. And then Arkham is like, oh, I'm going to show my daughter just the footage of my wife dying. No, no. She broke out and saw that footage. Yeah, but he didn't correct her and didn't show her any of the footage of the Yeah, and while, while he's telling that story to Batman, he's just looking like, what the fuck, man? You can <laughs> stick up for me once? They must but, archive I mean, that footage very well. In I got I got to say, though, if, if I'm an inmate in Arkham Asylum, I would love the Arkhams because 
I can break out whenever I want, yeah, pretty exactly. much. Like, bad. Anytime I feel like go fucking with Batman, it's like I'm just like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out. It's the best. It's like it's not that I, bad. I can't wait for the Clayface action figure that can turn into a privacy wall when you pull yeah. its arm. That's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be really. Kids are gonna love it. Oh the kids are uh, almost. I babies. saw that actually on sale at Toys R Us. Clayface's birthing room playset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so fun. So oh, that's fun. good. You yeah. too. Also, there was a lot of this comic that was like it seemed like the Joker was raising this kid. Yeah, yeah. She, that, he's that's, Uncle that's Joker. That's never a good recipe for <laughs> yeah. raising no, a child. No, absolutely not. Uh, it doesn't turn out well. But otherwise, I like this book. <laughs> I think I like the character. I do like the origin. It's very weird and messed up, um, but it's great. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, it's kind of unexpected because you know, like uh, if you you think Arkham Knight, like I think probably you'd like think of like the video game, and you know, like in the video game, it, it was you know, spoiler alert. Red Hood, you know, so like yeah. it, it's kind of like a different take, and I, I like that a lot. But it's, it's also, also different because it's a, you can't play this. That's also, it's, well, that's w- true too. it's weird because it's like, who are we mad at? Are we mad at Batman for like losing track of his battering? Are, like, are we mad at the prison system for just having all these like holes in the wall where kids can watch shit? Like, I don't know who the Wait, villain what? is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, yeah, think, about, think, it I, I, think I, about it this way: think about if you had <laughs> if you had Peter Angs, yeah. which I know you want, yeah, right. <laughs> and yeah. and someone was like, "Hey, my uncle died from a Peter Ring." You'd be like, that's fucked up. Yeah. I shouldn't leave those lying around. Yeah, I would be like, No, no, no. I got to go against that. I think it goes to how many lives have you saved with the Peter Rings mm-hmm. versus how many you've lost. Now he mostly if you just... got like 100 in the save more and yeah. you're like two in the loss, fuck the two. No offense. I, I'm taking the 98 as a plus. Yeah. I, I can't make I, an omelet without breaking some eggs. That's yeah. nice. Pete mostly just throws them in the ocean. <laughs> you're all making great points. I, I just want to say, I agree with Pete. The fault is with the prison system. <laughs> yeah. Holes in their walls. <laughs> I mean, when an inmate is making privacy walls. <laughs> oh, man. Extra it's a points. Lot of wall stuff. <laughs> extra points for listening for the, for the full of <laughs> all of Pete's listens. There, there are no privacy walls in Road of Bones, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It feels with Christmas. Oh, oh, yeah. They're a pain in the ass to draw, though, too. Yeah. So. Those no, in Wailing Blade, they would have to have like, like intricate and, yeah. privacy walls. So many walls. leaves, draw each one. <laughs> yeah. Pete takes down the prison. By system. the way, this is a great time to announce our new creator on series called Privacy Walls. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Ooh, we're, yeah. we're all gonna really good about it. Uh, what a coincidence! Yeah. <laughs> and that's it's it called the... Putty Privacy Walls. Uh, good, yeah. And that's it for the stack. <laughs> all right, Ooh, guys, we're gonna move on with our next section, which is my favorite section because you guys make it up. It's your audience question. Yeah, all right. All, right. all you have to do is ask a question, make a comment, whatever you want to do, uh, and uh, you'll get some free comics. Uh, you, sir, I saw your hand shoot up first what's your name what's your question uh, my name is kevin and i thought that wolverine's uh, third claw was that for every snitchin there's an equal and opposite snitchin <laughs> that's uh, a smarter joke than this up. room deserves yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> okay this one is for everybody but joe uh, oh, wow. for whom i just have to say Smart. we're not angry that you haven't seen back to the future we're just disappointed that's 100 percent accurate uh, now and this is for everybody else what are some gaps in what you've seen other than titanic yep that you think would surprise the rest of the room? Okay. It, movies and TV? Movies, TV, comics. Movies, TV, movies, comics. TV comics. In Caddyshack, yeah. uh, <laughs> Ted Knight was on the third hole and then all of a sudden went to putt on the sixth. Okay? You go back and watch it. Well, That's fine. Uh, we're waiting. Well, nah. Uh, also, uh, you know, with our audience questions, everybody gets... Uh, in the audience who answer, asks a question gets a copy of Wheeling Blades. Nice. Sure. Very cool. You want one of those, guys. So you want one. Yeah. Uh, gaps in your knowledge. Anybody have gaps one? Gaps in knowledge. Movies, TV. Uh, I'll say the first one that came to mind to me, I've only watched part of the first season of The Wire, which mm. I was like, wow, this is really good. I don't want to come home and chill out and watch The Wire necessarily, so I haven't picked it up again. Yeah. And I know it's very good, and I, the episodes that I watched were thought were very good, but I've never gotten back around to watching it. I I've, also haven't seen The Wire. I also haven't seen The Wire. We're watching it. I've Ooh, seen podcast. I've seen The Wire, but I've now never watched an episode of Game of Thrones. Ooh, and wow. I'll tell you why. It's because I. I read the books before it was a series and I'm not a book snob but the by the time like I, I got finished the fourth book and I was just like I'm fucking tired of this story and then they announced the series and I was like I don't even care 
and then it was just like sort sounds of, like the books were great. Well, the first three were great, and the fourth I didn't love so much. Ah, okay. I have tremendous respect for George R. R. Martin as a writer, but he just kind of lost me in that fourth one. Wow. And like that was like sort of when the, the series first started getting going, and I just never got into it. And now that it's done, I might watch the whole thing. But uh, yeah, yeah I just you haven't never... read anything about the end, right? Oh, no, no, you know, it, it was real super easy to avoid spoilers. Yeah, you're going to be you know, great. You're going to be like, great. Yeah, it's going to be fine. No pressure, no, pr- no problem. No. I also but I, I would say watched. that's probably my biggest gap is that I've never seen that's a never big watched one. Game of Thrones. I also have, I've never read the book. I've tried you to watch. You stop right there. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. But you watched the first episode, right, Pete? Uh, yeah, I've tried to watch numerous episodes, and each time it makes me so angry, I shut it off. Why does, Why it, does it make, it make you, angry? you angry? They threw a kid out of a fucking window in the first episode. I'll but he what. lived! Yeah, he I'll, lived! I'll, I'll tell you what. And I'll tell you Without what. spoiling too much, things yeah. turn out great for him. Yeah, he... Okay. That was a the second episode, they believe some asshole by the river. Some little kid makes up a fucking story. The whole town gets on board with it. It's I, fucking a bullshit show. You know show. what? There's dragons. You gotta give a little bit of suspense. I love dragons. I couldn't put myself yeah. through this bullshit for the dragons. I don't think you should watch it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I think you should. No. That's a no, we we're here every week. <laughs> I can't have you watch every episode and be like, you believe this shit? <laughs> yeah, I can't. So, someone once told me they were like, oh, it's like Lord of the Rings, but with a lot more rape. And I was like, you're not, not you're selling, not selling yeah. it that is to not, me. I was like, I mean, I was know, like, that, I like that's not what I'm looking rings, for. But yeah. I'm not like, I don't, well, this just doesn't have enough rape for me. Oh. It's like, I, so yeah. I, I may know. be misremembering Lord of the Rings, but I feel like <laughs> plus one on the rape is more rape. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Watch, so. the ext- watch the extended cut, though. Oh. There's some scenes. Wow, that's horrifying to hear. Let's change the subject, please. Let's see. Any other gaps in the knowledge before we move on? Um, I haven't watched, uh, we were just talking about this earlier because the new season's coming out. I haven't watched season two of Jessica Jones. Honestly, I think I bailed out on a lot of the Netflix shows. Wow. So sorry, Pete. But I did watch Daredevil season three, which oh. was very good. Oh, good, good. How about Luke Cage season two? I watched a little bit. Well, yeah. It's all right. You can skip it. Yeah. Hey. No, Luke Cage season one was great. Luke Cage season two. Hey. Still Luke Cage, motherfucker. Okay, sorry about that. I guess that's not a gap in your knowledge, Pete. Uh, Let's get another question. Uh, One over here. Is that what I saw? Yes. Hand over there. There's a light right in my eye. Come on down, sir. Come on down. What is your name? What's your question? I'm Pablo. Hey, Pablo. Hello, guys. Book's going to be cool. I'll read it. And um, I would mean to ask you guys this particular thing about uh, Fox acquiring, um, no, I mean, uh, Disney. Disney acquiring Hulu. Fully. Uh, I mean, how, how, what do you guys think of it? Oh, sure. Uh, well, as everybody knows, uh, we are business heads. With our, we uh, are. Business acumen. Uh, but to give you guys a rundown of it, so Disney, as you, Pablo mentioned, fully acquired Hulu, uh, or at least uh, has put into process fully acquiring Hulu. That's in addition to Fox and all of Fox's networks, or most of Fox's <laughs> networks. So they have a good chunk of entertainment now. Um, what's your guys feeling on it? Good for entertainment? Bad for entertainment? What are your thoughts? Well, what do you think? you think it's going to be some kind of package deal where you pay for Disney online, you also get Hulu for free, or what are we talking here? Uh, no, I think it's going to be separate because they've talked about, this is my uh, take, but they've talked about Disney Plus having certain standards of uh, like PG-13 uh, right. as the standard for all of Disney Plus. So I think Hulu will be where, where they will put stuff that is not that because it's separate. It's not under the Disney umbrella. It's even though they own it, it's like you can go watch... Uh, the fucked up stuff there. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think we're going to see a package deal there necessarily. It, it, like you said, they are already splitting the content. Wait, yeah. does that mean all Disney shit can only be PG-13? That's as high as... All the stuff on... I mean, it might not be hard PG-13, but there are certain standards of what they're allowed to show. Um, so, yes, Disney Plus is going to be... So, if the new Marvel stuff that they're going to be doing is going to be all milquetoast shit, then... No, it's going to be the same as the movies. Like, the stuff that they're doing for Disney Plus is going to be the same level as the MCU movies they've been doing. There's other stuff 
stuff going to Hulu, which is all the Marvel TV stuff. They have two more hell-focused shows. They have Hellstrom, which is Damon Hellstrom and Satana uh, working together on a show. They also have a Ghost Rider show, which is the same actor who played Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's not connected to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. somehow. Good choice. Uh, yeah, Why would very... they not want to connect to that show? Well, that arc was bad. Wow. Hey. Uh, no, it was. It was bad. Oh, I watched every episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and that arc was bad. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they're doing four animated shows that are a little more adult-focused as well. Um, that, that's what I think is going to be the major fo- the sp- yeah. split there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, as, as a else? creator, I would just like to say that um, I love Disney and everything they do. And if they would like to acquire Whaling Blade, uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Nice, just, you know, throw it in there with oh, Hulu deal just or whatever. No. Package there. <laughs> that sounded like you were going to take a stand, and then you were like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree. I think, with, like, with what you guys are saying, I, I, I think it's probably going to serve because that was my big question too. I was like. Why are they acquiring Hulu if they already have Disney Plus and right. they're selling that as like uh, as their own streaming service? Why do they need two? And I, I think it's probably just, it's going to be that like it's going to be so it'll be like Disney different and then Disney after dark. different flavors of content. You yeah, know? you could call it. We could call it Disney after dark. Well, no, I mean, like, good. look, we know, like Disney owns the Avengers and owns Star Wars, but you wouldn't call you wouldn't necessarily call Marvel Marvel movies and and Star Wars movies like Disney fied. You know what I mean? So. Like, I could kind of see how, like, they maybe have a couple of different um, places to, like, push out different styles of project. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I'd say from a business perspective, it's bad. You know, just it's not great to have one company owning everything. But ultimately, from a consumer's perspective, it doesn't matter that much. You're going to get more content. So it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Cool. Do we have another question? You, sir, over there, come on down. What is your name? What is your question? Hi, I'm John, and uh, John. with Clayface taking on uh, the uh, privacy wall role, mm-hmm. uh, what other Arkham inmates would you like to see in a more, you know, supportive or nurturing role? Like, um, <laughs> Two-Face <laughs> as a 12-step leader or something. Uh, supportive as far as the privacy wall, or supportive just within Arkham? Uh, I think we. I think moving past the privacy walls. Right. I don't, they don't have to, to all be privacy walls. Uh, what other jobs could they have? Other Arkham Asylum... Inmates. What Two Face has got to be at least some sort of plastic surgeon. Oh, okay, yeah, that works. You know, yeah, yeah. you got to know the the bad side to do the good That's side. It. He's like, I'll make you look better than me. Yeah, I, th- I think Mister Freeze could make a killing as like an HVAC technician or something, like just mm-hmm. like oh, hooking wow. up mm-hmm. air conditioning, fix my AC all across like <laughs> yeah. Gotham, like ice to fix you know. your <laughs> air conditioner. No, like, come on, dude, he doesn't. No, Mister Freeze is played by you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no, <laughs> like, he's like it would just be like too hot, and he'd be like, "This is too hot for my nose." Or, uh, you know, like, that's good. Like, fix it. So, um, cry. I mean, crying ice cubes. (laughs) Uh, Calendar Man would be a great personal assistant. Mm -hmm. True. Obviously. Mad Hatter, fashion consultant. Fashion? Yeah, Yeah. he's got to be. Haberdashery. Haberdashery, right? Yeah, there you go. Very particular look. Um, Uh, Mr. Zazz, tattoo removal. <laughs> I've made some mistakes. I kind of like. Uh, I think it would be funny if the you know Two Face was kind of like a counselor for people you know in Arkham, like going through stuff, and it's like you know you could talk to one side or the other to get you know you get the angel and the devil. Yeah, yeah. So that way, when you're talking to somebody, you really get some perspective on different things. You know, nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, great. Yeah, uh, it'd be great if uh, Poison Ivy was a professional audience plant. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry uh, about it. Instead some... of rim shots on this show, we say, "Don't worry say, about yeah. it." Yeah. <laughs> don't but don't worry about it. Don't worry. Please, don't worry about it. Let's all pretend that didn't just happen. <laughs> uh, that was a great question. Uh, do we have any more questions? We have time for one more. You, sir, what's your name? What's your question? I'm Chad, and I have one quick question. What do you guys think about Tom King leaving the Batman run early? Uh, great question. Uh, sure. Quick rundown for those of you who haven't been paying attention to this news. So Tom King had a uber-long run planned for Batman. He was planning on going up to issue 105. Turns out his run is ending a little bit early, kind of. Uh, there's the upcoming City of Bane story, which I believe is ending with issue 85. 85 is that correct? Yep. 85. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he'll be moving on to a separate title called Batman and Catwoman, where he'll have a 12-issue run and finish up his story. In case you're doing some quick math in your head, that does not equal the same number of issues. 
issues, uh, but that is the plan right now. Uh, certain rumor sites dropped that last mm-hmm. week, and people freaked out, lost their mind, before DC announced, hey, actually, we're moving this to a separate title. So that's the whole kerfuffle. Uh, but what do you guys think about that? Do you have any thoughts about Tom King moving over? Uh, it feels like, th- I mean, we were talking about uh, corporations owning uh, these different companies and sort of uh, having more uh, larger control over stories. And this definitely feels like something that's a response to someone who has their eye on the Batman movies. Uh, and then the main Batman title, it's like, well, why are we telling this very long story um, that a new reader couldn't jump into and be able to understand? And he's dating, maybe marrying Catwoman. That feels like something that the will harm our move potentially harm our movie franchise we should move that off that and so that comes down and like that's fine but we i think we all come to accept that with our comic books they're going to be influenced as readership goes down and the movies become wildly more popular uh but i do think uh we were talking about this earlier that to call the new title to announce the new title as batman and catwoman harms the story for us because we don't know the, the image that was released was them like hugging on the cover of something. And it's like, we don't know they're going to get back together. And that feels like it just took a big, for me, a big chunk out of the story. Cause it feels like this story has been about Batman actually falling in love with someone and having that really ruin him. And now it's like, Oh, it's going to end up in a way where maybe it's fixed. That makes the story worse. And that was just because of a corporate choice. Yeah. And, and it's also just shitty that, you know, corporate, corporations are, you know, because the decision was made, we're going to put an amazing writer in place and let them tell the story. And uh, it just, unfortunately, numbers weren't good enough or whatever, and that got taken away from him, which doesn't feel great, because he is an amazing storyteller, and he has an amazing track record, so it would be nice to give him that space to tell the story, because it's been amazing, but it kind of sucks that that gets taken away because of numbers or some asshole in a suit is like, well, we got a movie coming out, so fuck this guy and what he's trying to do. Can I just ask this question? Would, sure. would it make as big a deal, and I'm just devil's advocate, right. If and I like Tom King a lot, I like a lot of his writing, I love Sheriff of Baghdad, I think it's one of the best books I've read yeah. in the last couple of years. Had he not been so public about everything he's ever said about his 103 issues, 102, whatever it was, would it have been a lighter blow? Like, because I know yeah. following yeah. him as a creator, he was like, I have 103 issues in me or whatever the number was. And him not getting to that number, I think, is the hit more than anything else, right? It's not like you don't know this where the story's going to go. It's just that this creator is being undercut from what he's told us is going to happen for the last two years or so or something. Yeah, yeah or just like his story's not being told on the terms that he, the storyteller that we've invested in, yeah. uh, right. was was given. And so it's like, someone, if you're like at a, in the middle of a show, like a, you're seeing a Broadway show and they're like, oh, actually we're going to end a little early tonight. And it's like, wait, what the yeah. fuck? I've invested in this. Yeah, well, and they're like, no, it's fine. There's like another uh, show downtown that you can go check out. It's like much shorter. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to love it just as much. I promise you. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the issue. And I think there is something to be said for doing a very relatively esoteric for mainstream comics 85 issue run on Batman yeah. is bonkers. Yeah. That he got that far on it is amazing. Yeah. That never happens. But to your point, if we didn't know it was 103, if we were told, okay, after City of Bane, it's spinning off into its own series called Batman and Catwoman, we'd be like, Cool. That sounds good. Um, But as it is, we know that the story is not ending exactly right. What we need is less corporate comics and more bespoke comics but, created mean, in the wild. Yeah. He did more like men like, who dress up as bad. Exactly. Like, fuck Batman. We need, like, something similar named differently, you know? But Catman. Catman. Rat-Man, now we're Rat-Man. talking. Man. Yeah. All, yeah. See, this is great. This is great. Why but, would he This is it. Batblade. He, Batblade yeah. is coming out. He made Kite Man cool. Like, he took a character that you know, was not doing anything and all of a sudden, like, became popular again. Like, he makes bold choices with his writings. He really kind of uh, does interesting things. So it just, to me, it just hurt that creatively he got sh- cut short. Now, the, the, I, kite, I the kite industry has been forever <laughs> ruined by yeah. this. this. This is jumping out a little bit. On Wednesday uh, mornings, we do a regular stack podcast that gets rolled out in our comic book club feed, uh, and we actually taped that a little early, uh, reviewing the 
comics. So that'll come out tomorrow. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on the Stack podcast, but Pete was throwing out some interesting opinions for Pete. It seemed very reversed of Pete, and we started to wonder if perhaps he was replaced by some sort of changeling while he was mm. in Ireland. Uh, Pete, you have spent the past like five years being like, fuck Kite Man. Yep. Why are we spending all this time on Kite Man? <laughs> right. Who are you? Why do you love Kite Man? Yeah, why do you I'm, love Kite I'm Man? I'm just now? saying he made some bold choices. Kite Man? Yeah, Kite Man was a bold fucking choice. Does Kite Man represent your father? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening, Two Face? I don't want to talk about this anymore. Think about it Hurricane Winds, Kite Man, oh, Dad. Man. Wow, wow. Hell yeah. It all, it all wow. makes sense. I think we really put that. Look through together. those holes in your prison wall, Pete, and oh, see what's beyond man. them. I need a privacy wall right here. I need <laughs> a privacy wall. That's it for your audience questions. Guys, we're going to move on with our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage. Pete LePage, the star star of trivia. Pull yourself off that couch. All right, cool. So, uh, you know, Justin did the trivia while I was gone. (laughs) So I just wanted to remind the people that uh, he is not the star of trivia. Okay. My there opinion. is one star of trivia, and it's not me. It's you, the lovely audience. Wow. You are the star of trivia. Wow. Really? That's right. One lucky audience member will get a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics. Who would like 20 You first hand up, guys. Right. Come on up down. This is kind of amazing. You get to stand with the star of trivia. I'll leave you here. Uh, what is your name, sir? I'm Chad from Rochester, New York. Chad oh! from Rochester, New Rochester. New York. Wow, it's come to see, come to see the prodigal son of Rochester <laughs> in his native environment. Yeah, the rock, uh, baby. So, I real love quick, it. before we get to trivia, can you tell us about the, the true story of garbage, the true deal with garbage plates? Because okay, he's I given us. I moved to Rochester. I didn't grow up there. However, no. I've had one garbage plate, and it was not a good experience. Okay. Oh. That's now we have that your hurts. opinion and Chad, we have his sorry, opinion. Sorry, we, man, we had such a great moment, and then Justin ruined it. I know, ruining. I'm trying to go. I'm doing research. <laughs> yeah. We've had a strong pro garbage plate take, <laughs> yeah. and now we have one uh, the opposite direction. It, 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 well, it depends on how many drinks you have before the garbage plate. That okay, is now important. we're making more sense. That is uh, important. Uh, and where did you get the plate? Oh, at Nick Tahoe's. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, see, good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. Ouch. But that, Ouch. Cool. that hurts. All right. Uh, so oh, how this God. is going to work, Chad, is I'm going to read you a question, listen to all three possible answers, get all three questions right, $25. Yours. Uh, as it was announced, Tom King is leaving Batman, but will work on what project in 2020? Ooh. Is it A, Batwoman, uh, Batman and Catwoman? B, Nightwing, or C, Demi Moore. So it's either A, which is we previously established is correct, or you could pick something else oh, wow. and be wrong. <laughs> we'll go with A. Nice. Correct. Great All right. Choice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, question number two. In August, uh, solicitations for Monster Number 1 is coming out through Marvel. Who rightfully is front and center on the cover? Is it A, the Hulk, B, Fing Fang Foom, or it's C, Chevy Chase. So it's either A, the Hulk, or it's B. Definitely B. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Fing Fang Foom is on Monsters he, number one. I'm very excited to check that out. He was in Caddyshack. I've seen that. That's great. Okay. <laughs> I've seen that. Uh, thank you. Yeah, Chevy Chase reference. Yep, Caddyshack, great. I thought you were talking about Fing Fang Foom. Yeah, at first I was like, wait, Ping Fang Boom wasn't in that. that uh, all like right. Or Fing. was he? Oh. No, the gopher he was He was the fin- golf course. The gopher was Fin Fang Boom. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. uh, in a Dog Days of Summer, number one from DC, uh, which is kind of their fun take on uh, pets in the DC comics. Uh, <laughs> so who gets ridden? Is it A, Batcow, B, Crypto, or is it C, Dan Aykroyd? So it's either A, Batcow, which is the only one big enough to ride. Yeah. yeah All nice. right, $25, nice. Chad, from Rochester. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, now, as we all know, the third answers of Pete's trivia questions hold their own secret sub-trivia question. We always turn to Kevin to see if we can solve it. You got it, Kevin. Nothing but trouble. You are correct, sir. Yes. Uh, nothing but Very trouble. Dan Aykroyd, Demi Moore, uh, Chevy Chase. Was that yep. the three yep. answers? That's uh, one of those movies where, like, I can't, I just can't bring myself to say it was a good movie. Not. But, like, if it's on 
I'll, I'll watch it. No, well, when I'll, is it on? Well, I'll tell you what it's going to be on. Uh, this is actually arranged by one of our amazing uh, Patreon members, Aaron Dorian, over there. Ooh, yeah, getting a shout out. Uh, we're going to have our uh, first Patreon Slack movie night this mm. Saturday at what time? Nine, Nine o'clock, and we're going to show nothing but trouble. Uh, so if you it's subscribe, it's funny that you say movie night and then say nine a.m. Nine, Nine p.m. PM. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nice. We're having a movie morning. <laughs> movie night at 9 a.m. He's on Ireland time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's time to all off. Yeah. Uh, uh, just remind me, uh, I, at some point in my life, want to go up against you in court, Pete. At some point. Oh, wait. Well, let's see who the judge is. Justin, what? <laughs> How did this happen? Uh, so if you want to watch Nothing But Trouble with us, uh, that'll be Saturday night at 9 p.m. We have a whole little setup uh, for Patreon. Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash comic book club. When I was As a kid, that movie terrified me. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to check it out again because oh, I have not watched it in years. Dan Aykroyd's makeup alone in that is like Aykroyd, horrifying. The giant babies are very scary. I was yeah. just going to say, oh my God, I forgot two about big, the giant big, babies. Big, set like babies. Men. Oh, they were babies. Baby men. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's also John Candy. Yeah, I don't think I don't see. I didn't drag. See Plus, oh, Tupac is in it. A Humpty Hump yeah, is yeah. in it. I grew Digi- up in Digital I, Underground. Digital Underground. I grew yeah. up in the country, and the whole thing was like they get lost in the country, yeah. and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already there." <laughs> so it was very scary. Oh man! As we all know, tomorrow is New Comic Book Day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm gonna say Daredevil number six. Any reason? Yeah, it's uh, Daredevil is a uh, great superhero, and uh, sometimes he goes up against things that make his life hard. But you know, sometimes he triumphs. What's been going on with that guy? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to check it out to find (laughs) out. Don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Oh man, Uh, he gave up being Daredevil the last. What? Yeah. Yes. He quits a lot lately. Yeah. Okay, what are you looking forward to, uh, Justin? I am looking forward to, um, your, let's see. Your phone My phone faster? loading the... Yeah. Uh, Here, I'll go. I'm okay, looking forward good. to Heroes in Crisis number nine. is coming out from DC Comics no, at the end one. of the series. I've, it's been ripping open my guts because it turned Wally West essentially into a murderer, a villain. Wally West is my absolute favorite Flash and maybe my favorite comic book character. What's so, that say about what? you? Uh, that I love to fucking kill people. Wait, uh, did you it, say he's your favorite comic book character? Maybe. Wow. Yeah. Where's So why do we do this fucking cypher quiz? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was that cypher quiz? Where's the about? Wally West quiz? I don't know. The quiz that we, like a fun, know. fast <laughs> quiz, not in a Does bunch of Does this mean you're like secretly happy about Tom King's uh, cutting Batman short? Oh, yeah. Like, like, oh, Listen, man. I don't want to say he got what he deserved, but he did. <laughs> no, oh, that's wow. fucked up, man. Uh, no, I, I'm Ouch. excited to check out the last issue. We are going to have a review of that in our stack podcast. You can check that out. Do you know what you're interested in? Justin? I'm looking forward to Black Science number 40, a book by Rick Remender, uh, this uh, title um, has been going for a long time. It's a beautiful issue, all done by the same artist, Matteo Scalera, I believe his name. And it's about a family that uh, travels through uh, different dimensions and all the fucked up stuff that happens to them. It's a great, great series. It's, uh, it ends at issue 43 now. They added an issue because the story's so much, there's so much left to tell. Great comic. Definitely pick it up. Yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Plug your stuff again that's coming out tomorrow. What should people check out? Wailing. Blade. Wailing uh, Blade. Wailing Blade. Yeah. yeah. It's going to deliver. Uh, and then I also say, and I know this is to no one's uh, happiness here, I am super excited to see uh, Capullo and Snyder back on a Batman book. Yeah, yeah. no. That's, right? like that. yeah, totally. Very excited Why would you for say that? that? Yeah, dude. Well, here's There's the fun- thing. Could you know, the head taker take Batman? Yeah. It goes without saying. But at the same time, you could pick up both. You know what I mean? Totally. Pick up Wailing Blade. It's going to be right next to Batman. No, when I go to the I comic mean, book store, I look at the wall, and I'm like, who's the f- who's who would win the fight? I only, I only pick whoever I think is the strongest. That's what right. I did. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, stop I, I walk into Midtown Comics. I pull everything off the wall, put it down on the floor, push <laughs> okay. everybody out of the way, and then I arrange it yeah. in different tiers. This one's the winner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, people ask us sometimes, like, you know, like, who's Wailing Blade for? Like, who who's like likes Wailing Blade? And it's like, and if you like, if you like action, if you like comics, you like, you know, like, Giant kind of swords, like, kind of like giant swords, stuff that'll like you, you'll like look at the page and be like, God 
damn, that's bloody, you know, whatever. It's like, you're going to love Wailing Blade, so. That's great. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. I really enjoyed it. It's super bloody, super violent, as they were talking about, and a lot of fun. Definitely check that out. A couple of things to plug before we go. We mentioned the Patreon that you guys should check out. Also, we have a bunch of other podcasts you should check out. We have our Riverdale podcast, Riverdale After Dark, which is going to be posting one more episode, a wrap-up episode mm-hmm. for Season 3. Also, we have our Cloak and Dagger podcast, Cloak and Jabber, that has one more episode to go as well for the season finale this week. Oh, man. Uh, we have our American Gods podcast, American Godcast, that actually is back and is going to be running weekly as we finish out the season. Hopefully. We're very late on that. Uh, we play co- a lot of fun characters in these podcasts, a lot of uh, great stuff. Wait, what? <laughs> no, we play different characters when we introduce the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a bunch of fun bits that happen. like one of you, like, Jughead or, like, like what? It's not that like, complicated. The reveal is we're all sort of Jugheads, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have at our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. You can subscribe iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Play, and the app of your choice. Couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Rich and Joe for being on the yeah. show. Yeah. Boothman Prime. But most of all, we want to thank you guys. We're every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends good night. Thanks, Good night, everybody. Guys. Thanks thank for coming. Guys. Thank you. Just love the